Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now let's meet tonight's panel. Theme is going to be Stranger Things. So let's meet our panel to my left. Do we have a team name? Mm-hmm. Everyone's very Maybe. excited. We chose mine? Yes. <laughs> Spencer Things. <laughs> very, very good. And let's meet our individual players starting on the far end here. Uh, my name is Sammy Tamimi, and I swear to God, Stranger Things is basically a snapshot of my childhood. Oh, okay. Oh, um, scary. Yeah, it is scary. <laughs> uh, next to him. Hi, I'm Heather Scholl, and uh, I uh, clearly dressed up as the red-headed girl. By Barb. being red-headed? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> and what was her name? The red-headed oh, okay, girl. Okay, great. Like well, Charlie uh, Brown's the little red-headed girl. Right, the one that the spurns peanuts. him? Yeah. Or does she? Hmm. That's interesting. We'll examine that later. Yeah. And finally... <laughs> Uh, I'm Sarah Magnuson, and I did not dress up. But if I had, I'd be the Demogorgon. <laughs> yeah. In other words, you mean you didn't like cosplay as a character? Yes. Because we, we do have somebody on the other team who, who did cosplay, which we'll get to in a, in a minute. Uh, but first, let's meet. Uh, uh, well, do we have a team name uh, for the team on my right? Uh, yes, we are Winona Forever. Oh. Winona Forever, great. And let's uh, meet our player starting on the far end. Oh, hello. I'm Travis Donahue, and I'm the cosplayer. I'm Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so you just look like a dirtbag, is that? Yeah, yeah 100%. Cool. Yeah. You're pulling it off. Uh, Thank you. And uh, to uh, Steve slash Travis's left. Um, my name's Peyton Lynch, and I'm dressed as Eleven. Yay! Yeah, so Peyton yeah. actually dressed like Eleven, and the costume's I'm very good. I'm wearing a dress, and it's really cute. <laughs> it is very cute. Uh, we'll, we'll try to get a picture of, of that up on the, uh, the Twitter and the Instagram or something so everyone can see. And finally... I'm Nick Lathan, and uh, I was going to dress as Hopper, but I threw the costume away. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you did it today. What's that? Like, I, hope you did, I hope you did today. You know yeah, what? I'm not going to do this. It was a rage. I'm tired of dressing like this every day. Yeah. The day. Everybody kept saying the hat made me look like Freddy Krueger. I threw it away. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, get to our first question for the uh, team to my left, Spencer Things. Uh, I think we can all agree that the most famous thing to come out of Stranger Things is, say it with me, the font. 11. That's right, the font. Uh, yeah, the iconic ah. title sequence of the show features 14 ass-kicking letters in ITC Benguat, named after its creator, Ed Benguat, a pro- prolific creator of fonts. He's made over 600. Ooh. ITC Benguat isn't only found in Netflix title sequences, however. Where else in pop culture might you find this famous font? What do we think here? Where else in pop culture might you find this font? I want to preface this by first saying that 
when you first started the question, I was certain that you had said the Fonz. That's yeah. what I thought. Too. Okay, yeah. so I was real confused. No, just the Fonz from A to Z. <laughs> yes, ah. there it is. Uh, but we do have an answer. Okay. All right. It would be common. The reason they chose font is because of Stephen King novel titles. They would use it on the novel covers. Wow. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That could. Like, yeah. What? What books? Uh, well, it, yeah, uh, definitely like naming a single Stephen King book. Sure. Salem's Lot. It. Yeah, but I can't name more. <laughs> yeah. You probably got to name twelve dozen. <laughs> no, but he's written so many. Nineteen sixty-three. The Shining. Carrie. <laughs> Cujo. I thought you were going to say Goosebumps. <laughs> that Castle Rock show on Hulu. <laughs> it's good. Was that him? No, but it's based on all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Town Maine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Titanic. Yeah, that's true. Titanic. <laughs> the scariest of them all. Do you have a favorite Stephen King book? Like, is our turn to call you liar? <laughs> you can, yeah. Peyton, you can do that at any point. Are we, gonna sh- are we supposed to shame you now? <laughs> you can shame them whenever you like. Nick has the answer for this. Well, before knows, Nick gives the answer, the I, I do have truth. a question. Since we are talking about Stephen King books, I am wondering, does, is there a, fam- uh, uh, a favorite among the, the panelists? I like Firestarter. That's one of my faves. Okay. Oh, the inspiration behind Eleven and Stranger Things. Oh, oh there wow. you go. Very good tie-in. Yeah, I like the, uh, yeah. the second Dark Tower book. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty what cool. a hipster. What, what, what do you think? Are they telling the truth? Is it Stephen King books? No. No, okay. No, not no. at all. What do we think the real answer is? Uh, there's this place uptown in Chicago. It's <laughs> by the Whole Foods. It's called, it's called Patio Beef. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> like like a man's name, like Patio Beef? Yeah. <laughs> P-A-D-D-Y. I thought it was just a patio beef. No, it's like a patio, and like you eat beef on this patio. So. Sure, but it's owned by an Irish man named Patio yeah, Beef. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, of course. <laughs> But yeah, it's over there by the Whole Foods. On, it's uh, actually Ashland. an Irish woman. Oh. Excuse you. Now, I'm not sure if, if that is... Um, <laughs> I can't verify whether or not that, that font is correct. Well, I will, we'll have to figure that out. We'll do a field trip. Um, but in the meantime, uh, they were right. It was uh, Stephen King novels. Woo! Look at that. That's right. His, uh, Stephen King's name has been written in this font in many editions of his books. So uh, wow. the Duffer Brothers, who created St- uh, Stranger Things, uh, drew a lot of inspiration from him. So. Huh. There you go. Look, there's Firestarter. Oh, there you go, right on the screen. <laughs> All right, so Winona Forever, this question is for you. Stranger Things is the brainchild, like I said, of the Duffer Brothers. When Netflix picked up the series, all they had written was the plot. Or, excuse me, uh, the pilot. Mm. Um, this allowed the writers... To, or am I right? Did they write the plot or the pilot? Which do you think it was? Is this a typo? I think it was probably the pilot. Probably, probably the pilot, pilot right? Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Okay. This allowed the writers to observe the actors and write towards their strengths for the remaining episodes. Yes. So, since they only had the pilot and wanted to... Ah, there we go. There you go. Ah, You got it. I I made sure to write the word twice, just in case. Since they only had the pilot and wanted to keep things secret, the child actors had to audition with sides from an unrelated movie. So, what movie script was used for the actors auditioning for Stranger Things? Oh, I feel like I knew this. Oh. All right, what do we think here? What movie script is used for the actors auditioning for Stranger Things? Uh, we're going to go with Stand By Me. Excellent. So they read, they had this uh, Netflix series. They read sides from a, a horrifying coming-of-age tale, because it's pretty horrifying. I think someone saw it recently. 
I, I did. Yeah, I've seen it recently. I'm a big uh, River Phoenix fan. <gasps> it must be hard. Yeah. It is hard. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I can think of one other movie he was in. What Indiana one? Jones. That's right. He's really yeah. hot in it. He's so hot. Mm-hmm. There's a, a biography about him, and if you can get your hands on it, there's definitely one uh, error in it when it lists um, Rosie O'Donnell as being in the cast of Hocus Pocus, <laughs> but that's unrelated to his life. And <laughs> Why is it in there? I don't yeah, know why. Because it's supposed to be Kathy Najimy. Is that her name? Yeah, Kathy yeah. Najimy. Oh, and so um, the author like lists that totally incorrectly, but if you can just like ignore that weird... <laughs> unnecessary detail in this book about River Phoenix. It's fantastic. It's called Last Night of the Viper. I'm done. I think I'm done. I <laughs> uh, so they, they chose, you know, a script from this movie to read for the kids. Why not a more accessible movie? Something, something not as, you know, from the 60s. Well, I think a lot of young children really like uh, 24, you know, especially young kids these days. So if they see an older Kiefer Sutherland, they can access a younger <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> Do you mean Donald Sutherland? <laughs> That's the older no, Kiefer Sutherland. No, Kiefer Sutherland was in... Uh, uh, oh, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> he also had the script for Lost Boys, if that helps. Oh. <laughs> so if, um, if the kids are reading uh, uh, the script for Stand By Me, uh, obviously the character Eleven is a really specific, like... <laughs> what? Um, I like where you're going. What well, you're, you're wondering which character in Stand By Me was Eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I would just imagine that the because body. the Duffer Brothers obviously set her up to be, like, this hardcore feminist icon for young Richard girls. Richard Dreyfus. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I see it. Was Richard Dreyfus in uh, Stand By Me? Yeah, he was an old uh, Will Wheaton. I still meant That doesn't help. <laughs> That's just true. He also got eaten by a shark. So. Uh, thank you, thank you. Okay. Uh, he do wrote we think an it- opus. I'm sorry? <laughs> he, did. He, had a, he had an opus. I did not realize that was him. I, I I will trust you on Mr. Holland's opus. Oh yes, yeah. I map the baby and it's stuff. I don't think I know another movie with opus in the title. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. I love all these references to this movie. I've definitely seen. We would agree with them. You would agree. We said the same thing. Yeah. Everyone is correct. It was Stand by Me. Very good. Very good. It makes sense, after all, since so much of the series is based on Stephen King novels, 80s movies, and 80s movies based on Stephen King novels. Kids on bicycles. That's right, yeah. (laughs) All right, this uh, next question is for Spencer Things. Uh, Stranger Things (laughs) frequently references classic Dungeons & Dragons monsters and locations. The game was originally created by Gary Gygax back in 1974 and has since become a cultural staple. It was popular enough that a decade later, Gygax teamed up with director John Borman to create a movie out of the property. They knew they would need a big name attached to the project in order to give it credibility, and they found their star very quickly, uh, and he was, in fact, the spokesperson for a D&D knockoff game called The Dark Tower. Uh, sadly, the movie would never be made. Filming had to be delayed because their star was doing voiceovers and narration for other projects, and then promptly died as soon as his schedule cleared. <laughs> so who was this Hollywood star whose death scrapped the Dungeons & Dragons movie? I've got Dungeon Master's Guide I've got a 12-sided die I've got Kitty Pryde And Nightcrawler too Waiting there for me, yes I What do we think here? Who was this Hollywood star whose death ended up scrapping the D&D movie? Uh, fun fact, uh, this 
for Stranger Things, it's set in 1983 with a bunch of nerds who played Dungeons and Dragons in their basement. I was also 10 years old in 1983, played Dungeons and Dragons in the basement. That's awesome. That has, so when I watch this, I'm like, oh my god, now that I know there was going to be a D&D movie, I'm losing my mind. Oh. Uh, we believe that it was Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Ever heard of him? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, Superman's dad. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, really? Famous for the... Yeah, uh, he's Superman's dad in the old Superman movies. Oh, just in the, in the... I thought you meant like he's like Christopher Reeves' dad or Yeah, something. he's Christopher Reeves' like, what real dad. No, uh, canon in the comic, it is not... Uh, it's Jor-El. not Jor-El. No. <laughs> it's Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. What's happening? I mean, they've got nothing. Personally, I think our answer is <laughs> Stella. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. We, got, we got a laugh from the late booth. Wow. <laughs> what do you think? I, th- I love that you're deep in thought, just contemplating Marlon Brando yeah. doing well, a D&D how old movie. was what? when the D&D movie was getting made? Well, gosh, he was in... Uh, he's in The Godfather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He definitely was in The Godfather. Take it to the mattresses. <laughs> and he's like, definitely... In the in the seventies, when the Godfather filmed, he was like super old. Yeah, so you think he was like he must have been like a wizard or yeah, something. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was the main get... character was Gandalf from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Man. seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was gonna ask who? What, what was his character name? Who was he gonna play? <laughs> who was he gonna play? He was going to play uh, not Strongheart. That's a paladin. Uh, he was gonna play War Duke. I just put my the evil fighter. <laughs> Is this a real character? These are real. These are real Dungeons and Dragons properties. I was hoping you were going to say Drizzt, like the same guy I know. Oh, Drizzt. Drizzt with like three Z's in his name. War Duke. Is that one word or two? Uh, it is one word. It is a name. Oh, and I'd awesome. love to hear your Marlon Brando impression of him in a movie. Uh, this, is, uh, this is Jim War Duke. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Come on down to no. come on down to Jim War Duke's uh, wand emporium. I've because, never uh, seen this, so I think this is a good impression. <laughs> I'm gonna make you a charisma roll. You can't. That's more like that's your impression. I I also think that's a good impression. Thank Hmm. you. Do we think they're telling the truth? Was it uh, Marlon Brando? No, I'm gonna say they're wrong. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I I think it's a good answer, but I I I think they're just kind of pulling it out of thin air. Okay, no offense. This is 1983. This would about uh, yeah around 83, 84 area. I'm gonna go with Yoda from Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah. So not Frank Oz. Specifically Mel Brooks in Spaceballs. (laughs) Oh yeah, no yeah. It's going to be yogurt. Well, Mar- <laughs> Marlon Brando was pretty close, um, but it was actually Orson Welles. Oh, so same genre of fat, talented yeah, man. Exactly. Wild. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking that, but he was in the Transformers movie, and that came out later. That, yeah, so does, I, I don't have the exact year. I'm just, it was around this. Oh, uh, around. You're getting caught up in the details. Like, I have real facts on this uh, trivia show. Nick, you'd be amazed to hear that you can record something and then hear it later, <laughs> like this podcast. Wow. <laughs> This isn't live. Plenty of great content on Arcade Audio. <laughs> I just want to say, I think it's fair to say he would probably have played in Orcs and Wells. Boo! Uh, and Wells. I mean, that, that fits very, very Thank well. Thank you, Rich. So Stop trolling it. us. <laughs> okay, we have to move on. Because <laughs> I'm sure we all have 30 D&D puns locked and loaded in the chamber here. All right, Winona Forever. Millie Bobby Brown made a huge splash with her debut on Stranger Things. Bobby Brown made a huge splash oh. as a founding member of the band New Edition. Oh, no. He also performed the hit single from Ghostbusters 2, On Our Own, which quickly rose the Billboard Top 100 to the number two spot. 
The only thing keeping it out of the number one spot was Richard Marx's Right Here Waiting. But even after (laughs) Marx's hit slipped in the rankings, Bobby Brown was denied his number one single throne, coincidentally, by another single from a movie. What movie song swooped in and kept Bobby Brown's On Our Own out of the number one spot? And I will accept the movie that it was from as well. What do we think here? What movie song swooped in and kept Bobby Brown's On Our Own out of the number one spot? Um, we're going to say the theme song from Caddyshack 2, which is that rascally uh, rodent that's messing up the golf course for everyone. I haven't yeah. seen the movie. Uh, <laughs> is that the name of the song? That rascally rodent that that's messing up the golf course for everybody? That full yes. sentence that I said, that's okay. the name of the okay. song. Okay, so, so, the song, so is it a song the, the gopher is singing? Yes. Mm. Uh, what were some of the I know you're a big fan of Caddyshack obviously you pulled out the Caddyshack 2 fact what were some of the lyrics yeah. sing it I sing will. it oh, pa- <laughs> <laughs> who's that playing out on the green it's that rascally rodent ah. why is he messing with our golf games huh? oh that lady just took her top off cause it's the 80s <laughs> ding ding it's the 80s at my house every time I get home from work in my foyer. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that's the next lyric. <laughs> every song in the 80s says, it's the 80s. <laughs> well, I know they, because uh, MTV at that time actually played videos. Who were some of the cameos in the video for that? Mm. Oh, we had young Kenny Loggins. Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. Uh, Chevy Chase, of course. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. in every video in the 80s. And he fell over. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bill, what? <laughs> he Bill fell Murray's over, brother. you say. He Chevy fell Chase? Over. Yeah. Strange. Not, not like him at all. Jim Belushi, um, the dog oh, from Oh, the K-9. better of the two. Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. <laughs> his voice, though. Just his voice. Yeah, of just course. his voice. <laughs> he was uh, long dead. <laughs> but he already recorded his voice, as we have established. Oh, exactly. That's like... Slimer from Ghostbusters was also <laughs> in the music video. <laughs> uh, well, Sarah figured this out real quick. Yeah. Is that right? Now, it's interesting because we know Bobby Brown for many reasons, including one of his (gasps) most incredible and lasting, not really lasting, relationships. Mm. Sure. There was a song that was in the film The Bodyguard. I should have fucking... Sung by a the Whitney Houston. It's Uh called And I Will Always Love You or something like that. (laughs) My solid guess. So you think Whitney Houston uh, knocked Bobby Brown off? I definitely think it's a better... Suggestion than the Caddyshack to. I I will Can agree you with you there. The song? <laughs> I didn't know Caddyshack two existed. First of all, uh, the actual answer was uh, Prince oh, with the song oh, Bat Dance oh, from 1989's Batman. Wow. That's right. I, I had never heard it. Never never watched it. I did Black both of those things today. Well, it is freaking. Never even heard of the bat dance. Where they're in the art museum, right? And the Joker's like going around throwing. Is that the? No, that's song? Party Man. That party Man. <laughs> Excuse me. The bat Sorry. dance video. Prince famously has half of his face painted like the Joker, and the other half is Batman. Correct. I like the one with Uma Thurman the best, and I'm not mm. sorry. <laughs> Wait, so did we just steal points because of his factoid? Uh, well, yeah, I guess you did not. You pointed it out. <laughs> wow. ding, ding. I just want to. I just want to go back to Whitney Houston and say that the first uh, audio tape that I owned was a karaoke tape of I Will Always Love You 
and it came with a karaoke jukebox and <laughs> I did sing it every day. I appreciate awesome. that and also want to point out because I was talking to someone about this recently how unfortunate it was to have to do karaoke with a cassette tape. <laughs> when there's like six or seven songs and you had to like try to get to the right spot uh, yeah. just to sing it. Oh, it sucks so much. Yeah. Peyton, I just have to know because we know what your favorite song on that cassette was. What was the second favorite song? <laughs> I actually think the tape only had that one song on it. <laughs> <laughs> was it on both sides? Like a single. I think what the one side <laughs> had the one, the version with the words, and then the other side had the uh, karaoke version. That's so good. That's amazing. That's easier to find the song. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I appreciate that. You just rewind it and then sing yeah, the same song I, all day I long. Or don't, that. or don't rewind it. Just take like a three minute and twenty second break while yeah. you listen to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Spencer. Things. Actor David Harbour excels as Sheriff Jim Hopper, a beloved grump that is trying his best to save the day. He earned his acting chops doing theater in New York and studying at Dartmouth College. While in college, Harbour joined the fraternity Sigma Phi Epsilon. (laughs) Sig F is one of the largest frats in the USA and gained some media attention in December of 2014. What positive story gained Sig F national media attention in 2014? What do we think here? What positive story gained SIGEP some national attention here in 2014? All right. Uh, I had a friend who was president of the SIGEPs back in college at Michigan State University. (laughs) It was amazing. I have, that's all the only thing I have connected to SIGEP. However, in 2014, they went co ed. Oh, went co-ed. Wow. What does a fraternity get called when it's co-ed? Still a fraternity. It doesn't matter. I was I was actually a Kappa Alpha Theta, which is a women's fraternity because the term sorority was not yet used. So we were the first sorority, but because of that, we are a women's fraternity. So it really I didn't doesn't know that matter. sorority was that new. It's not really new. I mean, that was... But you're saying when your fraternity was but, created, they hadn't yet. Yeah. Oh, and I so see, I'm I just see. saying, like, it doesn't... It's really n- not... Necessary. It doesn't have to be a gender-specific term. So if a sorority became co-ed, would it still be called a sorority? I think it's at the discretion of the group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Uh, so have any, are any of you uh, did fraternities? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> There's a loud no. chuckle on the other side. I had, um, I had friends in college, so I was okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I, We're going to really alienate the fraternity members of our listening audience. <laughs> I'm sure there's many of yeah. Oh, I know. I was just going to say that I, I played baseball in college, and uh, people... Oh, okay. Well, yeah. We'll just we'll leave it at that. <laughs> of, of everyone on stage, you look the most like you were in a fraternity. No, but I, you weren't. You just played baseball. He's Thank in you. a fraternity right now. He's dressed as Steve. Yeah, it's, it's, neither, a, uh, a, it's neither a diss nor a compliment. It's just a okay. statement of fact. Spencer, what am it's I dressed neat. like? You? You look like, the, <laughs> you look like the guy who serviced the IT department. <laughs> Can you do all of us? I want to know what everyone's just. Oh, you want me to do everyone? Uh, no, I can't read. Really, uh, no, I don't want to do that. That's, no. Same as here every show. I, I feel comfortable making fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to alienate the other. You really thought about it with me. You started to say my name, and then you're like, oh, no. I mean, what, <laughs> so that's what, what do you want, disconcerting. What do you want me to say? You look like someone who really, really, really enjoyed the very first X-Men movie to the point where you dyed your hair to look like Rogue. <gasps> I've never seen any of them. You would love X-Men So one. should I see them? X-Men the and, and X2, the, la- the, X2 The Last Stand. Or no, X2, X-Men oh. United. 
That United. Cold, United. X-Men United. The cold really open of Rogue, like, killing her boyfriend. Spoiler Amazing. alert. It's pretty cool. That's the opening of the I movie. Like, I like Hugh Jackman. Yeah. I have yeah. a shirt that touched him. <gasps> uh, what you, part of him? And did you wash it? <laughs> no. <laughs> and, like, I passed it on. <laughs> Who did you give it to? My friend, my friend uh, did some uh, work in LA when I was in college, and like was a body stand-in for someone, and like had Hugh Jackman on top of her, and she was cleaning out her closet, and she's like, "Heather, this would be cute on you. This is my Hugh Jackman shirt." But then I just realized after ha- keeping it for like five years, like this isn't actually a cute shirt, so I gave it to my friend Alex. But I told her I was like. This is the Hugh Jackman shirt. <laughs> Don't wash it. So it's in the Smithsonian now, right? Yeah. It's just floating that... around Chicago. It's like Sister of the Traveling Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Sorry, uh, tangent. So, oh, we, uh, I put the answer on the screen, but I don't think anyone saw it. So let's pretend like that didn't happen. Okay. I want uh, to look. Do, we, do we think it's on the truth? Was that it? Was it co-ed? Uh... I think it was a lie. And even though I think it's true, I think it's a lie. <laughs> I think the real reason <laughs> is that it was famous because that was the fraternity that um, the gay character Jack on Dawson's Creek went to um, when he first made out with a guy um, and it was another guy in the fraternity uh-huh. and he was in the closet yes. so I need a season this is really topical in 2014 it was like season 5 um, and he went to college they all went to the same college right. of course um, and his best friend was Michelle Williams I, I, see. Know, I, I uh, bet they banned uh, hazing <laughs> Okay, well, actually, uh, it was the uh, first uh, North American fraternity to accept transgender men as members. <gasps> That's amazing. That's right. It was a uh, I think, unanimous I would say vote. we're closer and that we should get the point. Okay. So, co-ed. <laughs> I think we should all share points in I, spirit of pride. Yeah, I think everyone gets the same amount of points, meaning nobody gained or lost anything in terms of rankings. <laughs> Yay! But it, but it feels nice. Everyone we got points. We just all lost the time with my J- Hugh Jackman shirt story. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it was a game. That's something we'll never get back. That is true. Well, Nona Forever, I got a question for you. Jim Hopper may be the grumpiest, emoist, dad bodist lawman in Indiana, but we all know that the original Hopper is none other than King Koopa himself, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper's biggest hit is arguably the motorcycle drama Easy Rider, which he co-wrote and directed. Despite its critical success... Not everyone in Hollywood has positive memories of Easy Rider. Who sued Dennis Hopper after being fired from Easy Rider, and why? Get your motor running. What do you think? Who sued Dennis Hopper after being fired from Easy Rider? Sure. Hmm. <laughs> A lot of pensive looks. Uh, we're going to say um, Greg Brady. Greg Brady. Yeah, a young Greg Brady. From sure. the Brady Bunch? Yes, from the Brady so, Bunch. I'm asking my own team. <laughs> yes. Barry, no, who, what is Well, Marshall's the one that got hit with the football, and I just want to put that so out So Barry there. Williamson, who played Greg Brady, sued... Was that Sure. Barry Williamson? I think you know the Barry name of something. Well, he said Fred Williamson. <laughs> so he sued Dennis Hopper. Why was he fired and why did he sue? Um, he didn't have proper motorcycle training. So when he got on set, he told them that he had had some experience. But once he actually got on the hog, they said, you know, this is a danger to everyone on the set. And we're going to have to ask you to either take, you know, not a course, but, you know, get accustomed to riding on the road or please leave. 
and he, also, he had other engagements. So he sued them for him lying. <laughs> yeah, he also lied about his age because he was very young, and they were like, "Wait a minute, you're a child." Is Greg the one whose voice always cracked when they said that's the Peter? Song? Oh, thank you. I was <laughs> so into the Brady Bunch. <laughs> it's a great show. What was the name of their dog? Uh, don't just no one say just Tiger. Okay, all right, you got some points. I thought it was yeah. going to take me some time, but it didn't. And then later, that cousin Oliver came, and everyone was like, yep. "We got a can." And we know who brought <laughs> Alice the meat. <laughs> oh, cousin oh, Oliver. Man. Uh, so, so who replaced Barry Williamson? Uh, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson replaced him in Easy Rider. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, what part of the movie was this in? Because I know Peter Fondo uh, rode with Dennis Hopper, but who? Uh, what was this part of the movie? Are you talking about Jack Nicholson? Yeah, he was the lawyer guy. Yeah, the guy with the football helmet. Yeah, he rode on the back of the motorcycle. Don't help them, Spencer. <laughs> Let them dig their own well, hole. Because I would have said Jack Nicholson, too, and that's what they said. So, uh, <laughs> See? Pretty, pretty Give fun. yourself a point, Spencer. Yeah, thanks. I'm up to two. Spencer is probably winning. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys have uh, multiples of ten more than me. <laughs> Do we think they told the truth? Was it uh, Greg Brady? No. That's not remotely true. No. <laughs> All right, what do you think the right answer was? Shall I say it? Yeah. yeah. Clint... Eastwood. Okay, I would have been amazed if you got this right. It was Rip Torn. Hey! Oh. Yeah, that's right. Rip Torn sued Dennis Hopper after Hopper told a story on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno about Rip Torn attacking him with a knife over script changes to Easy Rider. Other eyewitnesses, however, identified Hopper as the one with a knife. And Hopper later admitted that he told the false knife story as an attempt at a pun on Torn being cut from the film. That's Ugh. stupid. That's it really is stupid. Bad. You know that what I think is... about it? Rip Torn would be very litigious. Yeah. <laughs> Do you really think so? Yeah. Am yeah. I? Is Rip Torn a musical artist? He played a Zed in Men in Black. Uh huh. Mm. Yes. Wasn't he the guy who's always throwing up confetti in the air? That's who I was picturing this entire time until you said Zed. <laughs> and you are right. That was Rip Torn. <laughs> who is the guy I'm thinking of that you just mentioned? Rip Taylor. Rip, Rip Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, who's Rip Taylor? How many right. points am I getting for all these right answers? I guess I'm going to give you some more points. <laughs> wow. Oh, man, where's the drop? Is Zed the little alien thing that's in the guy's head? No, Zed's the guy who's not hosting an intergalactic kegger. Okay. <laughs> all right. All I'm learning is that Rip is a great name. Mm. Okay, thanks, Rip. Mm. I, I once knew a guy named Reed Wright. <gasps> Look at Barb. Reed Wright is yeah. very good. <laughs> All right, Spencer Things. On one, uh, excuse me, one of the breakout characters of the first season of Stranger Things was Barb Holland, Nancy Wheeler's best friend who was killed by the Demogorgon after being dragged into the Upside Down. Allegedly. Des- Allegedly. <laughs> Despite Barb, Barb being a minor character, she was hailed as a favorite character by fans, and her untimely death spouted the hashtag Justice for Barb. Shannon Purser, the actor who portrayed Barb, was also nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Drama Series. I and she also portrays the character Ethel Muggs on Riverdale and is a current student at Kennesaw State University in Georgia. What is the Kennesaw State University mascot? Oh. Uh, what do we think here? What's the Kennesaw State University mascot? Uh, it's, it's weird because there used to be a judge named like Kennesaw something, uh, and he was from the South, so their mascot is the... Huh? It's Kennesaw Williams. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, so you what a baseball player I, I would joke. offer him a point for that if I were in charge. Everyone else liked it. I don't know what it means, so I will give a point out. Like Kennesaw, Kennesaw, Tennessee, Williams. Oh, that actually did help me. Thank you. Uh, it was, they're judges. They're the judges. Mm-hmm. The Tennessee State judges. 
What does the mascot look like? It looks. Do they have a head or is it just a person in a it's costume? It's like black robes and like, you know, big head with like white curl hair. Okay, and a like an old timey judge. Not like a Judge Dread judge. A what kind of judge? A Judge Dread judge. Judge Dread. Remember when <laughs> the Munster dad was a judge in um, yes, my, cousin my cousin Vinny? Vinny. Yeah, <laughs> it's my favorite film. I love that movie so I much. I love it so much. Marissa Tomei won Best Supporting Actress. One Best Supporting Actress, Damn, an Academy she Award. Fun fact, they actually show the courtroom scene in law school to show proper uh, courtroom procedure. <gasps> it's the very realistic. The one where realistic. she talks about the car? Yeah. Good. That's my favorite scene. It's so, she's so talented. You killed a baby deer. <laughs> you know, usually I'm on top of these uh, references and stuff. Tonight, I have no note. Oh, my God. None of these movies. Oh, you have to watch Spencer, My Cousin Vinny. I have it on DVD. We will watch All right, it. Great. That's amazing. My Cousin Vinny. VHS if you have a VCR. You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> my Cousin Vinny and uh, Coming to America used to be on Comedy Central constantly when I was in high school. Yeah. And because of that, I just chose never to watch them. Oh, Is Coming to America still getting a sequel? I heard that like last year. Oh, yeah. it was coming to, to America. America. Okay. Is that oh, true? Uh, speaking of which, uh, the Bill and Ted movie, uh, the third movie, started filming today. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yes. Noho Hank is in it. Noho Hank is in it? Yeah, isn't he the villain? I think he's going to probably be <laughs> Death's Kid because it makes sense to uh, be Death's like, Kid. Let's get Noho Hank from, from, the movie, uh, from the TV show Barry. Oh. Very good. Very good. I've never seen Bill and Ted movies. <gasps> you don't need to. Oh, <laughs> my brother wants you to watch it. My little brother, we had that and Bogus Journey. It's all we watched. All I, then, uh-huh. when, then when Rockford, Illinois got a Circle K, we freaked the hell out. You should have. <laughs> fun, fun fact, uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was actually one of the DVDs featured in a set that was in a, uh, anytime you ordered a, I think it was like a medium or a large Pizza Hut pizza. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was one of the movies they featured, yeah. That is that definitely a pizza movie. I yeah. miss that's a, yeah, that's when, a good yeah, it was really cool when fast food restaurants like gave you collectible things, like those like Disney movie cups that you collected from yeah. like, I had those. Burger King or I McDonald's. just brought them back from my house. I drank out of a Power Rangers glass <laughs> for my orange juice this morning. Did anybody have the Hercules plates? Yeah. Oh, yes. 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 Zoe had <laughs> Yes, Zoe, thank you. <laughs> I had um, dinner. I grabbed it next door. Where is that? Bop and Grill? Is that what that's yeah. called? Yeah. And they were playing the Hercules soundtrack. <gasps> and I was like, man, I could Hercules say it's an amazing underrated movie. My, maybe top totally. five Disney movies for me. It's really, really oh. good. That's right. I would put The Great Mouse Detective up there as well. Oh Great my Mouse God, Detective. That's my favorite I Disney movie. Great Mouse Detective. My cousin oh. stole the VHS when I was a kid, and I'm still mad about it. Oh. How ironic. You that- can't learn enough about sleuthing to... Well, actually, I guess you did figure out who did it. Yeah. Oh, okay, well... That mouse queen in The Great Mouse Detective, oh she was serving God. looks. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we get off uh, too much more uh, topic, <laughs> do you think they're telling the truth? Was it the judges? Uh, no. No. No, 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 no. Okay. It was the... Uh, we're going to go with uh, <laughs> cougar, bobcat, mountain lion, a variety of, of mountain cats. Some sort of big cat. Yes. I, I and uh, how, how does their cheer go? Well, before we... Uh, well, okay, sure, why not? Kennesaw, oh, Kennesaw, we come to fight the people. Kennesaw, oh, Kennesaw, we are cats in suits. <laughs> <laughs> and then you do like a beautiful. you do like a bobcat goldthwait at the end of it. Oh, like from Hercules. Yeah, yeah, okay. that that's also on the Caddyshack too. C A T T. I'm so impressed with you, Travis. Uh, <laughs> so they were they're actually the owls. Oh, that's right. It's not as edgy as a demogorgon, but that's yeah. really a really cute costume. <laughs> yeah, and the colors are black and gold, so yeah, they look like the owl from uh, what? You gotta give her tootsies. You have to give her what points. Happens? You don't have to give me a point for that. She just went Okay. I'm just saying, if I were in charge, yeah. I'm just glad that Spencer things appreciated this. 
All right, Stranger Things. Ooh, uh, controversial character here. That's that's right. Controversial character. This Not is uh, a fan. for Winona Forever. Uh, in season two of Stranger Things, the gang meets Max, a fellow <gasps> student who threw everyone. Oh into yeah, a... I'm Max. Are you Max? <laughs> <laughs> I see it. Okay. Yeah, you, you are. You are Max. You're a fellow student who threw everyone into a jealous Emmy-nominated rage by beating Dustin's high score on Dig Dug at the Palace Arcade. Mm. '80s movie audiences would have known Dig Dug from a famous 1983 commercial, which featured a catchy bubblegum rock and roll theme song. <gasps> who wrote the original song for the Dig Dug commercial? What do we think? Who was it uh, that came up with the original song for the Dig Dug commercial back in 1983? Uh, We're going to go with Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. Because Goonies are good enough. So Cindy Lauper, who also did a WWE song, also went into arcade music. You know yeah. her career. Very nice. Yeah. Why, why isn't this more uh, well known? Yeah, I never heard that. Well, the original song they cut the song that original. Uh, that sorry, the song that eventually came out was not hers. She wrote the original song. It was dubbed too poppy, especially for arcade crowds. Like young men. So. so, so just just as the old man here, there was no song too poppy for arcades in the eighties. Yeah. Okay, well that's an opinion, and you're entitled to it. <laughs> Did y'all read that uh, article? I think a year or two ago, where Quincy Jones just shit all over literally everyone in the business, and I think it was Cindy uh, Lauper. He really ripped a new one because she was the only one brave enough to be like. We Are the World sucks. This song sucks. This whole process sucks. And she kind of like, I think got blacklisted for a little bit just for being the only celebrity in the room brave enough to be like, Quincy Jones, this is absolute garbage. And, I, and if I'm recalling any of those details correctly, I respect the hell yeah, out of Yeah, I respect that. Yeah. That song sucks. Damn. Watching, watching Bob Dylan in that video, he's like, he's uh, checked out. It's oh, so good. He's like, just cooking a paycheck. <laughs> I just want to go on record in saying that Cindy Lauper is so brave that her music video for the Goonies song is 15 minutes long and it's broken into two parts. Yeah, there's a cliffhanger at the end of the music video. They're going over the, uh, like the uh, paper mache ravine. Oh my God. I, I might be mistaken, but is, um, oh gosh, who did she, she, so when she did the rock and wrestling connection with the WWF, um, what was the name of uh, the fellow she did it with? The Captain, Captain Lou Albano. Captain Lou Albano. Was he in that Cindy Lauper video? Yep. Yeah. yeah. He was the dad. There's yeah. a bunch of, and Andre the Giant's in it Yeah, too. Rowdy Roddy Piper's yeah. in so, Iron Sheets uh, in it. My question Jeez. to you guys, since you seem very current, especially since we have this We Are the World uh, talk, if you were to cast modern day singers like, uh, I don't know, Kesha. Or Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. What, uh, what, what kind of celebrities would we see in a modern day We Are the World? Uh, Michael McDonald, because he wasn't in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna get his. He's the only person that get an invitation. Psy uh, from uh, Gangnam Style. Uh, is it Psy? Psy. Sure. Uh, Iggy Azalea. Yeah. That guy um, who sang "She Bangs" on American William Hung. Idol. William Hung. Who? who, who William sorry, Hunger. he said modern day, not 2003, guys. Yeah. So we are a little. <laughs> I think it'd be Katy Perry. I think it'd be Taylor Swift. Oh yeah, Swift. definitely. Would we get like 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 BTS, like K-pop in there? Oh, Ed Sheeran. Oh, Ed Sheeran. Oh, yeah. He shouldn't be there, but he he's will. In, he was in Game of Thrones. He'll be in that. <laughs> I, heard, I heard he's hot now. I think uh, a Ugh. version by Greta Van Fleet would be uh, an alternate track. Yeah, for sure. That's so sad and gross. <laughs> I feel like Stevie Nicks would be there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. That actually yeah. kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, do we think this is uh, the Tone the Truth, Cindy Lauper? No. No, some oh, headshots. Wow, really? No, I don't think well, so. What are we thinking instead? 
We're thinking the B-52s. Yeah. Oh, the B-52s. Okay. Mm. Yeah. uh, Actually... Heather has a, a, a line from the song. Oh, we all we all know it, uh-huh. right? Yeah. yeah, we all do. But I'd love to you hear. You start it off, and then we'll yeah. sing with okay, you. Okay, yeah. I'm digging a hole digging with a my dig dug machine. Make <laughs> <laughs> it so big, big hole. I, honestly, I'm not. I really think that might actually be lyrics. <laughs> I, I listened to the song today, and that kind of sounds familiar. That's it. Yeah. Now, I know it pump well. the monsters up, and they blow up like a balloon. They're gonna go pop. And that was also on the I Caddyshack got the too. high score. <laughs> These rodents are tearing up the golf course. Caddyshack exactly. 2, Tyone? Caddyshack 2. Now, interestingly, uh, Winona Forever was, was wrong about who sang the song, but they were right about what happened. <laughs> because somebody did record a song, and they ended up going with somebody else. Oh. Uh, so it was actually Chubby Checker. Let's <laughs> twist again. That that's right. It was a strange twist of fate, wasn't it? That's her. Oh, that's her real name. So, has Chubby Checker ever played a video game? Well, so in, uh, basically in 2014, the son of a former Atari executive revealed that Checker had recorded a demo for the Dig Dug song. Wow. And it's on SoundCloud, and you can actually listen to it right now. So. Is that what it's called, the Dig Dug song? I th- yeah, just type in, like, Why Dig Dug song. Why call it anything else? Yeah. <laughs> now, let's, now let's do the Dig like, yeah. Let's do he has, yeah, there you go. He has two Who? songs. It's, song it's the twist sing? and then the, and the twist, twist again. again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Both of which made number one on the t- like pop charts for like eighty it million weeks. It was a slow just time. beating out Bobby Brown. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> who, is, wow. who is he replaced by? Like Susan? Oh, like Chun nobody. Or like oh, okay. yeah, yeah, just like uh, yeah, nobody. Wow. <laughs> uh, it was oh. me. I did it. <laughs> it was Peyton. All right, Spencer. Thanks. Season two also introduces the character of Billy, the beer-swilling, dad-fearing bad boy and stepbrother to Max. It's a pretty weird role that I'm not really sure really went anywhere, uh, but nothing's as weird as the Duffer brothers uh, found the actor to be. What, so the, uh, the person who played uh, Billy, his name was Dacre Montgomery. What did Dacre Montgomery do to earn the role of Billy in his audition tape? Here. What did Dacre Montgomery do to earn the role of Billy in his well, audition? Team? I have a quick question. Do do we actually think he's attractive? Do we think? He's yes. Not with the wig. Attractive enough to play the Red Ranger in Power Rangers. With like my my eyes aren't great, so like from that screen over there, I thought it was Zach Efron with like really bad it hair. Does look like he Zach does Efron. look like Zach Efron. Yeah. Remember when he kissed the mom on the show? Um, Did he? Did he, he or were no, they just no, flirty? It was really super hot and flirty. And then in the new season, just from the commercials, all the moms go to the pool and just watch him on the shift change <laughs> like a bunch of cougars. All the shift change. <laughs> yeah, lifeguard on deck. Come on, ladies. Ooh. The Kennesaw Cougars. Kennesaw Cougars, baby. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. So many, all these questions tie together. I see what you've done. That's incredible. Yeah, very good. What you've done here is incredible. So, our answer do we yeah. have one? Yeah, uh, we saw the YouTube clip. Because we're all fans of we're all fans of Stranger Things, and <laughs> I'm yeah. laughing. Yeah, it's it's okay. Don't don't cry. It's, it's okay. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she sent me the link, and it's amazing. Sarah did. I emailed it today. <laughs> Email. <laughs> Is that your answer? Email. No. Oh, okay. No. Uh, so uh, in the video, he's doing it shirtless. Uh, and he's doing... Because it's the 80s. Because it's the 80s. <laughs> uh, and he is doing 
Stand By Me. He's doing scenes from Stand By Me, but he did the entire movie. One man show. <laughs> so he pops off his top and he's like, there's a dead body. <laughs> and I've got a leech stuck to my penis. Just delivering dramatic roles, but short ones. Yeah. <laughs> he played a really great Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> and he threw up during when they retell the story about what happened to the carnival mm-hmm. with the guy who eats all the pies. He yeah. made himself throw up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's just wow. laying down on the ground being that bloated... <laughs> Weird corpse. Spoiler alert: They do find the body. Okay. Do they? Did they let him continue with his? Well, I guess obviously after he vomited all over the floor in front of them, they said, "Wow, we're sold. Keep going." Hey, you know, it's a video. It's a film. Is the video an hour and a half? Yeah. Yes. Now, in this video, did he, did he do, like, uh, in Adobe Premiere, just cut himself out and duplicate himself? to It would be multiple hymns in the scene? Microsoft Paint. Okay. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Uses some, de- <laughs> uses some dead tech there. Okay. It one, was the We have 80s. one Microsoft Paint fan in the audience. We <laughs> <laughs> got one on stage right here, baby. We'll, we'll take our 10, Spencer. Thank You'll you. You'll take your 10, yeah. Do you think, telling the truth, was this uh, some sort of shirtless audition? Is that correct? Kind of, but it's the wrong movie. Okay. Yes. We think he did Lost Boys. He did the entire Lost okay. Boys. <laughs> I see. Um, specifically the scene where they're hanging from the railroad tracks. He extended that for another five minutes than yeah. what it needed to be. Okay. Brought its own fog machine. It's impressive. Ooh. Keeper Sutherland. Again, yeah, there's a lot Keeper of Keeper Sutherland. Sutherland now, yeah. Interestingly, you were kind of on the right track. It was an audition <laughs> tape, and he was shirtless. Uh, he also strapped on a G-string and danced <gasps> around to the song we heard earlier, Come On Eileen. Was a hidden yeah. clue. As, That's upsetting. Clue. So as, as Ross Duffer told Vulture, quote, I've watched thousands of auditions now, and it's by far the most bonkers that I've witnessed. So, yeah. so he was like, it was like a gay porn tape that he was submitting. Yeah, it was kind of like the Big scene fan. from um, Silence of the Lambs a little bit. Uh, strange thing. He oh. sent it to the wrong producer. Just he, happened to get the role. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, Dacre Montgomery is like a very good porn name. I think. Yeah, I think it, it really too. is. <laughs> I thought Dacre. Dacre. I would watch Dacre Montgomery and Rip Torn. <laughs> easy Rider. Two. Easy Rider. Easy Rider 2. Rider Easy. Starring the gopher from Canada. Riding two. harder. Is Rip Torn still in jail? Because I could say they could do that movie where he could just FaceTime from jail or something. Is Rip Torn in jail? He what? was for like taxi. There's a lot of good porns that start in jail. That is true. <laughs> now, we have uh, one final question here. This is for Winona Forever. This last question is about Stranger Things. Uh, no, sorry, there's a typo. It's about Saint Ranger things. Oh. Saint Galbert is the patron saint of park rangers and forest workers. That's a thing? He, yes, it is. It is a thing, <laughs> according to my writer, who I will not fact check. He had a pretty cool backstory, too. Uh, his family lived in a castle in opulence and luxury until his brother Hugh was murdered. Galbert put together a posse and tracked down the killer, but unfortunately, it was Good Friday, and he couldn't bring himself to have his revenge. Instead, he renounced violence and used his share of the family fortune to found an order of monks. After the completion of the monastery, it was time to choose an abbot. Everyone, including St. Galbert, assumed he'd get the job, but instead, it went to some random monk of the order. So why didn't St. Galbert end up as head of his own monastery? What do we think here, Winona Forever? Why didn't St. Galbert end up as head of his own monastery? Too hot. Well, a little tension Three, over there. Two. Uh, 
Well, uh, he, he, okay, so St. Golbert, is that how I'm pronouncing it correctly? So far, so good. Golbert, <laughs> thank you very much. St. Golbert thought very highly of himself. I mean, he started this order, but they figured if he, was, uh, if he was slated as the head of the monastery, there would be too much of a personal stock in it. So it was more about his image than the order itself. And he was also a very, very attractive man. So uh, vanity and uh, I guess a little bit too much to gain from being the head of a, a, uh, an arguably powerful movement is what it, what it became. So, so uh, for this time period, period in time, what was considered an attractive man? Uh, Four, thick. three. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. Thick. Thick Two ankles. <laughs> thick ankles? Yes. Thick ankles. Four, three, thick ankles. Four, three, thick ankles. Uh, yeah. Four, three, thick ankles. Well, you know, mm. not a lot of people, not a lot of monks wore shorts around the monastery, so ankles were a point of, you know, a focal point for, I guess, for lack of a better term, arousal. And so if you had thick ankles, you could pull an ox cart pretty, uh, pretty far. And he wore shorts a lot, did he? <laughs> so he was one of the few that wore shorts. He was shorts a rebel. Ass. Yes. Mm. Did he have a tonsure, the shaved bald pat on his head? No, he had the opposite of that. So, so, yeah. <laughs> just hair on the very top of his, yeah. his crown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a troll doll. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a troll doll. Yeah. He even had the little bow in there. Oh, that's Jewel nice. in his belly button. Yeah, treasure troll. <laughs> <laughs> if each of you ended up Heading your own monastery, what would it be called, and what would they be known for? Like the Jesuits are known for logic, right? Is that right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Jesuit logic. Uh, so what would <laughs> yeah, your... you know that classic Jesuit logic? <laughs> <laughs> so what would your monastery be known for? Like, what would they be uh, well reputed? Clams. <laughs> we got the best clams on this side of the Himalayas. Huh. Oh, Himalaya. The Himalayas. Yeah. I love those Himalayan clams. And what is clams. it called? <laughs> it's called clams with a Z. It's clams. called clams. <laughs> what would yours uh, be, Peyton? Um, mine would be called Girl Power. Okay. Oh. So a Spice Girls themed monastery. Yes, okay. we're Spice Girls themed. Love. Uh, mine would be. And everyone gets sorted like the Sorting Hat for Harry Potter, but you get sorted into which Spice Girl you are. Oh, yeah. yes. yeah, that's fun. Very nice. Uh, mine would just be yacht rock themed. Yacht, uh, yacht rock. Yeah, and we have a yacht. We would go around the country uh, avoiding uh, paying taxes. It's Scientology. Okay. So it's Scientology. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real monastic order. Yeah, yeah called yeah, Scientology. Yeah. Uh, do we think they're telling the truth? Is it because of vanity that St. Gobert didn't end up as uh, the head of No, this? honey, he was mm-hmm. dead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That's it's a, just like the D&D movie. He unfortunately <laughs> passed away before it could happen. Pretty good guess. Uh, so actually, it was because he, he ran away. Uh, apparently... That's just like dying. It is, it is like that. <laughs> to, to those you are near. Running away he ran life. away because he was too good looking. Yeah, <laughs> apparently he was He really, was killing it with his looks. Okay. Those thick ankles took him far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he ended up founding eight more monasteries until his death at 80 and left all of them before he could be appointed head abbot. So That's weird. S- what is he doing? He was a serial <laughs> monastery starter. Yeah, exactly. Hey, why be the best at one thing when you can just do a bunch of things? <laughs> exactly. St. Walbert. That was on his tombstone. <laughs> now, this was a very, very close game. Uh, bring up the, the, the rear is myself with two points. Good job. Uh, and with a score of 55 to 51, Ooh. Uh, I mean, was there any doubt? I had to give it to Spencer Things, who are our winners. Oh my God. Thank you very much to both teams. This and to is everyone. my first time winning. <laughs> to Heather's first time winning. Maybe it's the first of many. We'll see. Oh. Uh, we'll see you next time to find out if Heather's going to win another game. 
Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is recorded in front of a live audience every Monday at 8 o'clock, right here in Chicago at the Comedy Sports Theater. If you'd like to see the show live, go to cszchicago.com and use the promo code FETCH for half off your ticket price. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LSDL Show. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, Connor Doyle, Rob Grabowski, Zach Mast, and Mandy Sellers. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Our panel this week, Nick Lathan, Peyton Lynch, and Travis Donahue can all be heard on Riverside Falls right here on Arcade Audio. Peyton also co-hosts Queer Movie Night, which is produced by Nick. You can also find Nick on IMDb and at nicklathan.com. Heather Scholl can be seen performing with Anarchy, an improvised rock opera, as well as Comedy Sports Chicago. Sarah Magnuson performs with her improv team Gallon at CIC every Tuesday at 10 p.m. And as always, Sammy Tamimi can be found all around Chicago, performing, directing, teaching, and being a nerd. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net. Hey there, I'm Natalie. And I'm Cass. And we're a couple of geeky gals who love history. And each other. Aww. But we didn't always love the history we learned in class. You know, it often seemed to me that I lugged that big book back and forth from school in my Jansport, and it didn't even have the most interesting parts. Oh, uh, I didn't carry my books to and from school because I had a note that said I needed a copy for home and school because of my scoliosis. Yeah, that tracks. Anyway, that big edited school-approved text was fine. But it was too limited. And neat. And convenient. And you can't hear our air quotes through your speakers, but you can hear our voices and share in our bits as we present Shared History. A podcast that explores the people and stories that your history books may have glossed over. Whitewashed. Manwashed. Or left out completely. We are not historians. We're just two dumb, dumb friends and comedians. But by the power vested in us by Google, Wikipedia, and our library cards and arcade audio, we're creating a shared history. Coming July 2nd, subscribe now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SharedPod. Share you later.